You're listening to Fortnite Podcast with your host, Too Loud TX and Monster Defense. What up, what up, what up, and welcome to another episode. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, it is actually another episode of the Fortnite Podcast. Wow, Monster, we have had quite a trend of, you know, scheduling throughout this year. Uh, it's been a crazy year, and the holidays are, you know, n- n- not a uh, not any different, right? We're, no. They're, they're packed. I'm traveling, you're traveling, I got a new job. You're in Egypt, and then you're back, and then I'm I'm you know starting a new not new role at my job, and like ah, it's been crazy. So to all of you out there that monster promised an episode to this week, this is my fault that it has taken this long to get it to you this week. But hey, it's here. It's just a few days late. That's all. That's right. Just hey, a few hey days. listen, guys. I do appreciate you all for checking in, though. That that means the world to us as well. The pings, that's Absolutely. all motivation, man. So thank you guys for reaching out. I promise we will continue to bring these episodes. It's just, you know, things get crazy. And talk about traveling. I'm traveling tomorrow. I'm flying what? already to California for Twitch Rivals, the charity event. So I'll be casting that. And I'll be flying back on the red eyes. So when we say we're grinding and traveling, we mean it. We are very busy, but we're still you know, here, bro, you are continually one of the hardest working casters in the holiday season. Like last year, remember, do you remember your schedule last year? It was insane, dude. Last year I did winter Royale, I believe, or like something of the sort. And then I traveled right afterwards to South Korea and I grinded all the way through that. Uh, this year's no different. I did turn down an event because like, dude, like, like it's all a juggle, right? Life becomes really just a juggle. You have to you know, put your, put your weights on, on the scale. So trying to balance it out, but I'm doing this one and I'm, I'm taking my red eye back. So I'll be, I'll be gone. Like, uh, you know, and back in no time. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you're a, you're a fan of those red eyes and definitely, uh, you know, it's something you're, you're acquainted to for sure is flying red eyes from, from California (laughs) to Florida. So, Hey, at least you don't have to go to Florida anymore. I know. I know. It's definitely saves you some time. Well, We've talked the past few couple, or the past couple of weeks. We've talked about the pro discord. You guys have been like making moves. Like there's just been this insurgence of the community and really romping up and getting around it. And obviously, I wanted to highlight a few people that are not only in your community but also help you on the pro discord and to come talk a little about like, okay, where is Fortnite competitive for all those that maybe dropped off after you know the world cup and took a break from Fortnite, or maybe fans that haven't kept up with as much as actually has been going on maybe they didn't know it because it hasn't been on this big scale that epic usually does it on so we invited two of our friends here today nikolai and connor guys thank you so much for being here with us today yo what up uh excited excited first podcast this should be fun yeah, yeah. yeah, thank you for having us, guys. I appreciate it. Can't wait to talk about everything Fortnite with you all. It's going to be great. Yeah, I mean, if you guys are involved in the pro Fortnite scene at all, I'm sure you, you know these two, uh, especially Nikolai. He's been around forever in every Discord. I have not joined a Discord. Literally, this is a true story. I have not joined a Discord, and I'm not part of a many of them, but I've not joined a Discord that he is actually not an admin in. All right, like, it's ridiculous. I don't know how you juggle it, Nikolai. I, I mean, can you tell me real quick, how, how do you keep up with all this craziness you're having to deal with every single day? Uh, there's a lot of meetings, constant meetings throughout the day, uh, always checking out on everything, Fortnite, Apex, Call of Duty even, which is coming soon. Right. And, uh, you know, it's just meetings, long days, right. and 
you know, I, I love doing it. It's my favorite thing to do. I love involving myself in communities and right. it's a great thing. Right. Well, uh, Connor, I got to ask you, how do you deal with monsters so much? I mean, you're always playing with them, being <laughs> nice to them, feeling sorry for them. You know, I mean, tell me, how, how, how do you do that? I don't know. That's definitely the hardest part of my day is having a monster in my DMs asking to play video games all the time. Hey, Connor, Crazy. can you get on, Connor, please? Can you get on so we can play? Can you get on? All right. Paint me out as the guy that likes to poke at him. All right. It's all right. No, but uh, yeah, guys, just another rehash here. Uh, Connor and Nikolai have also been behind the scenes with the practice production and myself. We have been putting on not only shows, but of course, we've been the competitive hub, right? For everyone that at the top of the top to get their, their practice in. And even for people that are trying to hit that entry level into competitive Fortnite, you guys can find avenues. And in this show note, we'll actually leave the Discord there. There'll be T1 scrims. Uh, you guys can check us out on Discord. Everyone can kind of enter in. And we have an entry level for competition. And of course, the top of the top, just something to think about for those of you tryhards out there. Yeah. Uh, and like you said, these guys are putting it together. If you want to get involved in competitive Fortnite, definitely check these guys out. Get involved. This is... and it's. The, just wait. Wait till you're done with this podcast. You're going to be like, the amount of knowledge these guys have is insane. So, without further ado, first off, we want to let all our Patreons know we've put Patreon on pause. We want, to, we want to do some imagining. We want to come back to the table on this. So, if you're a Patreon, cool, don't worry. You're still a Patreon. You're just not getting charged for a while uh, until we figure, the, figure it all out. So, thank you so much for sticking with us on that. Also, uh, make sure you're following us on Twitter at the Fortnite Podcast. But I want to jump in here. There's been a lot happened since we haven't been playing or been talking, should I say, because we've definitely been playing uh, since the last time. But Star Wars event has happened. And I wanted to bring this one up. A lot of controversy around this one a little bit. I might have put out a little controversial tweet of my son being a little salty about the event as well. I don't know if you saw it, Monster, but... No, I didn't, but it sounds yeah. like I missed out on the tea. <laughs> yeah, yeah, go check out. I mean, he literally, like, I, I said, wait, wait, I want to know your reaction. Let me turn on my recording. I didn't even ask him. I just handed my phone, and immediately he's like, epic, this sucks. Like, oh, no. this is not... This, <laughs> every event has been better than this. It's This is the worst event. Like, I didn't wow. coach him anything. That's literally what he said. So it's like true feelings of a fan, right? Because he is nothing but a fan of, of yeah. the game. Uh, so I thought that was super interesting. Uh, but I, I want to get it from you, man. Like, wh what about you guys? Nikolai, let's start with you. What did you think about the Star Wars event? Uh, first of all, I got to say, I'm a huge Ben Swartz fanboy. So him being the Stormtrooper on that instantly made me love it. Uh, I actually really enjoyed the event. I got into it. I know a lot of people had troubles with it, but the event, I loved it. I love Star Wars. You know, J.J. Abrams' films are great. Ben Schwartz, again, just an amazing human being. And I actually enjoyed the event. Uh, liked a lot of the features that they had in it, like the focus on, you know, what's happening. You can actually see what's going on. Yeah. And I think they did a great job, honestly. Did you have any problems with yours? Because here's the big the big mistake, at least for, 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 for me and from my son. We were in early, and we we're actually in a game when it all kicked off and it started. But we could not hear any of the audio in the trailer that was played. Oh, no way. No, mine played perfect. It, yes. it was honestly just a, perfect for me. Nothing, nothing went wrong. It was great. So our, my, mine literally like played for a second, and then it's like they started the video over because they noticed the audio wasn't working. Right? It was super odd. And then like all of a sudden, you were back to this like Jeff Keighley talking out of the middle of nowhere about something and look i love jeff keely i have no problem with jeff keely on this but I, and i'm not saying this because monster's part of the show but why wasn't like 
Monster or Golden Boy or Bala or Sundown, the voice of this. Why are we getting Jeff Keighley involved, bro? This dude doesn't even play the game. Dude, imagine if I was on there talking to the whole world. <laughs> I'd be shaking my boots. <laughs> bro, but this guy, I mean, I'm just, I don't know. I, that, that's yeah. just my personal feeling. Like, and you already that- created all these faces that have been the faces of Fortnite. Why keep throwing these other faces into it? No, right. I, I do agree in, in a sense. I, I know some people also felt that kind of same sentiment towards the idea of like, dude, where's like the casters battle of the battle, uh, stories of the battle bus, you know, stories, because as invested as people are into the players, they are also like, there's a lot of people invested in the casters, right? And, and yeah. what we do for the community as well. A lot of times we don't really have that platform or that kind of like spotlight thrown on us. And if we did, I feel like it'd just be so much more... Um, you know, so much more acceptance, I guess, from the community, at least the the large vocal part of it. It'd be yeah. pretty cool. I mean, the, the opportunity would be insane. But to jump on my experience for the Star Wars event, I actually was in um, like an hour or two before everything kind of popped off because, you know, I've done a, my fair share of events. And this is the first event I was ever kicked out of and wasn't able to log back in. I had issues. I had to watch it through a Nick A30 stream and I couldn't even experience it myself in the game. So that was kind of a bummer. Ah, boo. What about you, Connor? I was that guy. So I woke up 30 minutes before the event, sat there for 40 minutes trying to launch my game. It did not go well. The server did not want to Which would put you 10 minutes after the event at this point. Yeah. Uh, I finally got in. What a! It was forty minutes. It was thirty minutes, like for the event. And they delayed it ten minutes. They made that announcement. Oh yes, 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 yes. So I got in as soon as the event started. And then as soon as I land, I hear all the audio, but there's no visuals playing. There's no uh, animations. There's nothing. There's just the audio. And that's all I got from it. So I had to also watch it through a stream. I mean, if I was going to roll dice or place a bet that it was going to go well or have issues, based on their history, I would have been like, oh, it's going to be fine. Like, they got this thing figured out. Like, the marshmallow event was perfect, right? Like, the the freaking battle uh, between the whatever you want to call it, transformer fight like that was insane right like yeah. all all the stuff has been really good this is the first one i felt like was a big hiccup like do you think monster they're trying to do too much like they're trying to like m- maybe go too far with what they're trying to you know the barriers they're trying to break across the line with here's what i think i think remember when we had the black hole down people forget that they i'm pretty sure integrated like an entire new you know, engine or the updated version, this entire new interface, the system. Um, and lately, the updates and the changes in the game have not been very much, right? They've kind of been keeping their head down, probably stabilizing and getting things ready. So personally, I was also slightly disappointed when server capacity wasn't ready to accept the horde of people logging in. Come on, right. dude. You, you, they have the numbers of how big the previous ones were. Yeah. Now you're talking Star Wars. You're talking a fandom as large as the video game Fortnite itself. So you're cross, you're Bigger, overlapping, yeah. and, and you know, the magnitude is there. Yeah. Um, so for the server, the server to not be ready or for there to be hiccups in the game and stuff like that, personally, I think that was like negligent. But I mean, who knows, man? I couldn't get in, so that, that was a bummer. That was the first event that I've missed live. And now, like, you know, it kind of broke my streak, man. I'm heartbroken. You know, the good thing is there's always there's always an uphill, right? They can they can right. always get better. So that's that's a good thing here. I you know, as much as there might have been some disappointments with Star Wars, the one thing that I haven't been disappointed in with lately is the LTMs. And I don't know if you got on this bounty LTM like 
fan wave, but bro, this this bounty mode is awesome. I don't know what all you pro players and competitive, you know, fans think about this thing, but I can tell you from my perspective, I love it. Okay, my my friends love it. Uh, you know, my kid loves it. Like, I don't know about you guys. Did you get to did you get to play any of this monster at all? This bounty. No, so like what had happened was when they dropped that snowman update and all the snowballs were like killing players through walls and whatnot, yeah, yeah. I actually stopped playing normal playlists and I queued only into arenas for like all the right. last week or so. So lately I've been back on the competitive bug, just grinding arenas and, you know, on my sweaty side of things. So I have missed out on the last few LTMs. Hey, Nikolai or Connor, either, either one of you guys ever, ever jump in the LTMs, jump in the bounty LTM at all? Bounty is my favorite LTM. There will, you go. You know, I knew I liked you, know, Nikolai. You're welcome back bounty. anytime. Yeah, I appreciate it. But no, bounty is great. I love it. It's, you know, it's a good break, stress reliever, for, especially from those competitive games. You know, they get tilting. There's, you know, it's, it's hard to stay focused on those and stay in a good mental. And bounty just brings that back. It's such a great thing. And I love the bounty and, you know, solid gold as well. Top yeah, right although there. I'm probably sweating like you guys are sweating in a normal match. I'm sweating that hard in a bounty. I'm over, <laughs> oh, one life left on now. You know, so it's it, it gets pretty intense. But I did love it. I just want to give it a shout out, man, because I really did enjoy. I, I love when they bring these LTMs. And I know we've talked about it many times, like the create creativity behind Epic Games and like some of these things that they've done. Uh, and I can't wait. I don't know if you guys remember, but last year around this time, we had like the 14 days of Christmas or whatever it was. Um, and, uh, we got like a bunch of different LTMs, uh, they unvaulted weapons. We got like the skate, like all the different cool stuff that we got last year. Uh, and so I'm super excited because this year we have Winterfest coming up. So we're going to talk about that, but I'm super excited about that. But one of the things that kind of that has come around that people got excited for and it quickly got a damper put on was this annual pass idea. So basically for anybody that doesn't know uh in one of the last updates you know the data miners went and basically found that there was this idea of having a annual pass come to the game uh long story sh- long story short uh, the text was that purchase the 2020 annual pass and receive all upcoming 2020 Fortnite battle royale uh battle bundles and annual pass exclusive cosmetics battle bundle unlock 25% of content blah 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 okay Long story short, Epic came back and basically said, like, hey, this is true. Like, this was there, but it's not something that we're, we're ready to release. So uh, it says right here that, that Epic Games PR reached out to Deserto and provided a statement. It said uh, that they have considered a 2020 annual pass, but weren't ready to release it just yet. Monster, what do you think about this? An annual pass instead of this seasonal, maybe we're going to have two or three seasons in a year. You just pay an annual pass. Or does it change up completely? Are we do we stop looking at seasons and we start looking per annual? No, oh, I think I think they're just trying to like gauge the interest and and really buy into or have the you know the the consumer buy into longevity of the game, right? Yeah. If you play season to season, someone might drop out a season and then forget about it and move on, right? But if you get them, it's like buying a Disney pass for the whole year. You buy it, you're like, oh, you might not use it for two months. Then suddenly you're like, oh, dude, I got this Disney pass. I got to go get my money's worth, right? You're going to jump right back into it. So the whole annual pass idea is genius for having the consumer have that recurring need to want to come back and check in with things. And that's why I think the annual pass is a smart move on Epic's behalf. Because why play the short game of season to season when you can have someone buy in, right? And then have a reason to check in all year long. 
um, yep. there's more reason for people to come back. Yeah, no, I, I I absolutely agree. Connor, are you buying an annual pass if they come out? You you, you dropping it down? Uh, maybe. That's a lot of commitment to the game. I don't really buy skins, to be honest. I buy the battle pass, and that's about it. I wear, like, three skins at the moment, and that's about it. So this is a perfect discussion with you, then. I mean, are you willing? Is, is, it, is it, like, uh, I don't know if I want to drop that much cash at a time. Is it, I don't know if I'll play enough to get the justification out of it, like, what would it be for you? Or is there like, hey, if it's a price point of like, you know, three seasons. So if I put, you know, three battle passes together, say it's like 60 bucks a year or 50 bucks a year, they give me a discount. It's like, is that something that would entice you? Uh, Maybe. It's definitely not a time thing. I play this game way too much. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I don't know. I like I only wear three skins. I wear Elite Agent mo- mostly. That's like the only skin I wear right. is Elite Agent. So probably not. You- what about you, Nikolai? An uh, annual pass? Something, something that interests you? Yeah, I would definitely get it. 100%. I, um, I'm a person who spends V-Bucks way too frequently. And I spend them so often that when the new season comes out, I'm like, oh, I need more V-Bucks. And that would just, it just helped me out, you know? Uh, Especially, you, you know, I love the Battle Pass skins and all the stuff that comes with them, so. Do you sit there and justify, like, I gotta go ahead and spend the $99 so I get the $30 for free every time? I do. No. I do I, too. Yeah, I'll sit there and look at it. Yeah, but I, I, you know. I actually do it. Like when I look at the V-Bucks, I'm like, well, I get 10. I'm, but I'm yeah. definitely going to spend all right, I'm going to get them eventually. Boom. Yeah, like it might be a stretch for me right now. A few more bucks than I thought, but like it's yep. $33. Yeah, yeah, I hate myself. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Monster and the $100 packs have been going back for years. Oh my. Same thing on Clash. Every game. On I Clash, Clash Royale, every game. Like, every why would I spend game. 20 now when I can have $100 for the next three weeks? And it's true. And and this is this is why uh microtransactions are loved, right? Like this is the reason why people love people like me and Monster who just give into this microtransaction world. This value by completely sidetracked. If you haven't watched the League of Legends uh documentary about the games and like the, there's obviously really big and well known for microtransactions. On Netflix, you should go check it out and watch it. League of Legends. It's really mm. cool. Really educational on esports as well and how they built the company. But anyways, um, well, we have also had, just like Star Wars has happened, and we've got to play bounties and you know, leakage of annual passes, but we had the FNCS finals as well since we last talked on December 6th through 8th, which is one reason why we didn't get together because you were casting on the Sunday. Look, not my fault. You're too busy, okay, Monster? You're just a busy man. Uh, along with these guys, you know, th- that weekend really helping out, right? And and getting, put it on a show for the community. But let's walk through this event a little bit. And why don't you start me off, Monster, kind of like an overview of, for those that don't know, number one, FNCS, right? What What was this? What was this tournament? What was going on? Set it up for us. Yeah, so ever since, I want to say, what, like three seasons ago we started, or or two seasons ago, regardless of what, every single big season, we've been crowning a champion in the game. So the Fortnite Championship Series was launched recently. Um, And last season, or the season that just closed out, we concluded the squad's FNCS. So we just finally, you know, crowned a squad champion of last season. And I know this season... Uh, was extended. So obviously right now, technically we're supposed to be transitioning into the new season, which will probably be duos due to Winter Royale. But that's that's what the FNCS uh, Championship Series has been all about. Every single new season, we've introduced basically a format or a squad's 
or singles or um, solo trio duo, uh, but some type of format and then crowning champions on top of that. And yeah, the FNCS squad finals just finished up. It was a crazy weekend, which by the way, was a bummer because Epic didn't put on an official event. And that's why we were busy that week because we put on a community event over at the practice productions at, with the practice server, uh, Nikolai, Connor, myself, and a lot of other key members from the community. You know, we spearheaded this our own, you know, community-driven and funded production. And it went phenomenal. Like it went really good. Even the YouTube popped off. So the videos are up if you guys want to watch our version of the FNCS. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where where do they see those at? Yeah, you can check us out at the practice server at youtube.com. Obviously, the VODs are up 24-7. And for any other future shows that we end up putting on, which there will be more, uh, possibly Winter Royale Finals, maybe. But uh, you yeah, guys can find that on YouTube. So youtube.com slash practice server. Awesome. I mean, let's talk a little about that. Connor, what was that like, man, being a part of that production, being a part of that crew that, uh, to put all that together? A lot of preparation, a lot of hours. Me, Nico, Monster, Bala were putting in 12-hour days trying to get everything set up. Like the night before, uh, me and Bala were in a call until 4 a.m. setting up all the OBS settings. So we, had the, we had each individual observers for uh, – we had four observers. So we would switch to them wherever they were in game, something like Epic would do. And we had to get them all set up, get everything ready for them. So it was a lot of hours trying to set that up and put everything together. And uh, it was really fun to be a part. It's something, I, it's something I had fun doing. I was mainly the guy that was switching POVs of the players. So that's what you'd see on screen was the POV switches. So it was definitely fun to do. And hopefully I get more practice in the future with it. That's awesome. What about you, Nikolai? I mean, like I said before, you, you've been a part of a lot of discords, been a part of a lot of groups, putting on a lot of things. How was this one? Uh, this was fun. It was a blast. So, you know, I, doing like an, you know, an unofficial official epic event was great. Great time. Great fun. And, you know, like Connor said, hundreds of hours went into it behind the scenes, making all the scenes, learning new software. And, you know, just it was a great experience overall. You know, we even had Sundown come on and hang out with us for a little bit. It was it was great to see even, you know, Epic's involvement there and, you know, just kind of supporting the community. And I had a great time with it. It was it was really fun. So here we are. FNCS finals, the squad. This is a big thing. We all wanted to see squads at a competitive level. We saw it. Monster. What do we think about it? Yo, squads was chaotic, man. It was crazy, but it's exactly what we thought it was, especially for the state of the game. I mean, we kind of just went through like, I guess like, like a phase, right? Where it was just like this need spam meta. And it was really bad for a while with everyone uh, stacking up 10 grenades per inventory. Then we had, you know, a couple nerfs and patches and fixes. But honestly, the game bare bones as it is in arena has been the most competitive that it ever has been up until this point. And I'm really, really proud of Epic Games and distinguishing finally that line in the sand between what public games are and what arenas are because arenas have not gotten the funky, crazy Star Wars or any of those kind of changes. We have had the map changes, but the pool, the loot pool system has stayed uh, consistent, which is great. And the competitive community is super happy about that. So with that being said, I feel like Epic this next year is taking great strides in the right direction. Hopefully we can continue to see that transparency and see the, you know, kind of, kind of the, the divide continue to happen. And, you know, the comp scene is fine. Like arenas are fine. Everyone's fine. No one's complaining that you don't have, you know, suppressed scar running right. around in arena duos or anything. Um, it's going just well. So I don't know if before it was like a fear thing, right? Maybe you, you, you think like, oh, comp is not going to be interesting to watch. No, it was still really, really great. Like the show was great. So what, uh, like, like for you personally, what is it about, 
what is, what is it what is it about this season and this play that that has really kind of brought you back into this love for Fortnite for Fortnite competitive? Personally, I'm just like I hit the point to where we had so much bare bones and like we were thirsty for content, and then the content came in. And I'm like, dude, you know what? Like, I don't even really want to. I don't want to. I don't want to get mashed on by exploding snowballs and this new grenade launch. I'm like, nah. Like, I was really enjoying just. Fortnite gunplay building, you know. So, uh, th- and for that reason, I've been playing more of the kind of competitive format. And so, for those that don't play arenas, as you said, they're not getting any of the Star Wars stuff. The music too. I, I, I mean, I haven't played arenas since you, the you music the, came you out. You get the music when you queue in. Everyone's okay. stuck with that. I, one. I, I, I so knew annoying. some people were salty about this. Let's yeah, talk no, about yeah, this. People a little definitely bit. are. The worst part is like whenever you queue in the customs, sometimes it takes a while to queue in. So you get that music too. So we're sitting there for like five minutes waiting for people to queue in. And we just have that music blasting in our ears with no way to mute it individually without either alt tabbing or muting our sound. Yeah. With, Definitely with, not the best. <laughs> yeah, no, I agree. I think with all of the options, all the, th- all the quality of life things that have come, all the sound additions that have come to the game, we still don't have like a, like a special event slider or something like, let me turn off the freaking music. Like, for the love of Mary. But overall, I mean, I, I completely understand their want to still kind of keep, like, this idea. But I agree with you, Monster. Like, I think a complete separation of, like, this is how we handle competitive and this is the fun Fortnite game that we make for everybody. Uh, keeping those separate, I think, is definitely the way to go. Nikolai, what do you think about that? I mean... You think keeping those worlds at a distance, keeping them different is good, or should they, you know, maybe make everybody play competitive level? Oh no, definitely. I I you know, I never really agree with Epic on the, you know, they want to keep the same core mechanics, you know, between public and competitive. And seeing what they did with that and keeping it separate was just a huge relief for me and as well for a lot of the competitive players. And I, I think they did a great job doing that. So. Monster, who came out on top? Of the FCS finals for everybody that doesn't know. Uh, Unknown Armies team came out for the NA East. I can't really pull all the regions off the top of my head, but uh, NA East was one of the most exciting ones to watch. Obviously, it's been crazy watching those guys, um, you know, just kind of unfold it and and kick it off. But like like we kind of just brought up, squads under this competitive umbrella, this is the first time we've seen it since the beginning, you know, the dawn of what competitive was. When we started comp back in the day, because remember, guys, Moss used to be a comp player. Yeah, we used yeah. to do just nothing but squad scrims. That was what was fun. Um, so this was our first iteration of a competitive squad season since Fortnite comp has ever started. And this last season was actually crazy. It was a lot of fun. And it was cool. It was almost kind of like nostalgic to see it done under the core mechanics of what Fortnite was. Just grenades and ARs, you know? Um, so it's like you see a scrim from way back when, right? And yeah. it was like trash dude now you look at the same guns being played today and it's a totally different experience um so it, it was it was cool man it was really cool connor who was it out of uh out of the F- fncs finals that maybe surprised you that you saw like man hey i didn't recognize this player i didn't see this player before they're really coming up um well everyone knows who unknown army is but definitely his teammates like kez ronaldo and avery yeah. Uh, they were really underrated. No one knew who they were. Kez, it, Kez in, has been in the scene for a while. He placed fourth one week of the World Cup quals, which was one point. He was one point off qualifying for Worlds. Wow. So he's been up there before, but he hasn't got the recognition. And I'm kind of glad he's finally starting to get what he deserves because he's an insane player. Definitely a really good guy. 
Nikolai- but not, not only that, just just to jump a little bit on even Unknown Army. Unknown Army has been you know crashing the solo cash cups, which some people don't take the solo cash cups too seriously, but it's still very impressive when someone can come out on top consistently. Right. He's not only a controller player, like he's a god on the controller. But he's placed, I think, fourth on keyboard and mouse just yeah, to show week. off. Yeah, literally last week, just to show off that, hey, I don't need L2 and aim assist because, you know, that debate still goes on, guys. Yeah, That's yeah, never yeah, going to yeah. die. But he just showed like, yeah, you know what? I'll do it without aim assist. And he placed dumb high with uh, <laughs> mouse and keyboard. I don't know how you do that, but this guy's a hybrid and he's a genius, yeah, like a Fortnite genius. Him play the cash cup he played it exactly how he would play on controller yeah keyboard and mouse he just jumped in people's boxes and killed them like no it looked like it looked like he was playing against boss no one knew what they were doing he just wow. kept jumping in boxes even if he was on keyboard and mouse and Man. it worked nikolai what do you think the biggest changes to players are things that they're having to adapt to in in in, in chapter two versus the original or the the old Fortnite ways i feel like just this chapter two season in general has just you know been a lot more you know, thought-based, you know, you don't have all the extra weapons, all the extra items, you know, give you a little bit of an upper hand and you can use those to your advantage. This one's more, you know, thinking, thinking all your plays through kind of planning everything ahead of time, you know, as you're going and, you know, you just see that those players come out on top. Now those players that, you know, are methodical when it comes to their plays, their pushes and their positioning. And I feel like that's kind of the biggest change in chapter two is just, you see a lot more of that coming out and those players coming out on top. What about the pace of the game in chapter two? Like, we knew it slowed down a little bit, right? We had a lot of movement, like movement items that were in the game prior to. They came out. We've slowly kind. Of, I feel like we've kind of made our way back towards a good, a good spot. But as far as movement goes, now in chapter two, how are we feeling about it, Monster? I feel like the game is way more intense now without the movement because you have to be much more feel, fearful of a team or players that put themselves in strong positions versus where you are hypothetically, if you have to make a move and cut across a field, if you don't make those decisions quick and get to the punch, you're going to be locked out by tons and tons of eyeballs just looking in at you and AR, you know, fire raining in. And like you said, without the mobility, it just becomes that much more harder. So you can literally get locked out just by, you know, spending too much time thinking about hovering around the edge or something like that. Um, And battles, battles, you really have to just finish them. It's either you're going to win or you're going to lose this fight because most people do not disengage. It's not an easy way to get out of there. You know what I mean? So all fights kind of end with a big clash. And because of that, I feel like this, in, this you know, season in particular is much more intense and is much more skill-based. I would say the biggest thing would be two things in this, in this meta, you could say. Definitely positioning. If you have the god positioning, you're not losing. If you get high ground, you're like 90% chance you're winning that game. High ground is so hard to overtake now unless you have like yep. two RPG shooting at everyone. So if you know how to play high ground right, you're going to win. And the other thing is definitely mat, mat con- conservation. At the start of the season, because we had no mobility, we were used to launch pads, rifts, mm-hmm. shockwaves. No one knew, well, people knew, but it was hard to adapt to tarping in. Because you have to tarp every zone, you have to be efficient with your builds. That's why you see the ramp tarp, which is the, the wall, ramp, floor thing. So you right. can get the zones quick, save, save like three builds. Which right. adds up over time. So right. definitely Matt conservation and positioning is the biggest thing. And that that's crazy. Just changing the structure of the format and changing the items in the game. Right. The Fortnite game has literally optimized. Connor just pointed out that ramp tarp is yeah. an optimization at its finest when it comes down to protecting yourself and moving across. Five builds versus uh five builds 
versus three builds. So just that little bit of optimization shows that the game is still evolving where you thought, you know, a month ago, two months ago, oh, we're at the peak, right? What's going to happen? Always you can't change that. nothing, yeah, right? Yeah, we yeah. always think this is it. This is it. You can't get any better. But no, there's more optimization happening just under the, the tweaks of the Fortnite umbrella. And it's interesting when you put players in a certain position, when you tell them, I'm going to take your mobility away, or when you tell them, I'm going to take these items away, seeing how they adapt and moving forward and what they're going to do uh, in those circumstances uh, and, and having to figure out, oh, hey, this is how I'm going to deal with this now compared to, you know, having this jump pad and getting out before. Like, I think I agree with you, like just watching that change at the competitive level, watching these players uh, you know, over the whole this whole time that Chapter Two has been launched in this first season, and adapt to that has been super interesting from a, from a viewer perspective as well. Um, coming off of that, one of the things as well that I wanted to get from you, Connor, is like coming out of the FNCS finals. Is there anybody that you said, "Hey, man, ne- I'm I'm watching them. I have my eye on them. Maybe they didn't perform, or maybe maybe they did." coming up or maybe they didn't perform like you thought they would is there somebody there that you really like man this squad this team uh, you really keep a you should keep your finger on them well in squad i think the team that didn't perform as well as expected would either be clicks's team booga's team and definitely the underrated one would be creo's team creo's team placed 13th in the squads event and they were definitely one of the bigger favorites going into it um so yeah, definitely one of definitely Creo's team, I would say. Definitely watch out for them. Creo's duoing with Bucky for Winter Royale. Yeah. So that should be an interesting duo to watch. Then you have the Clicks Kanata story, which is two mechanical gods playing together, seeing if that'll work or if Eagles will clash. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. That, you know, see seeing those personalities get together sometimes is the most interesting part of esports. I think it's one of the things that we did before the big sports did them right. Like putting these pro players together and putting these big egos on teams together. Uh, and so continually seeing that uh, morph, and especially in the Fortnite world uh, is, is definitely interesting to see. Nikolai, I, I want to ask you as before we move on here from, from the F- FNCS finals for you, what is, what has been the biggest improvement that you've seen in players? Is there, is there something that you've, you've seen the majority of pro players kind of evolve together and move this whole scene in a direction? Maybe they've all gotten better. Maybe you said, uh, like, like Monster was saying, efficiency with, uh, with items. Is there anything as a whole, as a, as a community, that you've really seen grow over the past year and as Chapter 2 has come along in this first season that really speaks to the growth and the, and the strength of you know, uh, what, what Fortnite competitive is? I mean, it's always, always changing, always improving. I mean, there's not really one that I can pick out, you know, just to talk about in general. You know, all these players are always coming up with new strategies. And the one thing I love to see, especially in the FNCS squads, is a lot of those older pros that, you know, a lot of people said have fallen off or making their comeback. And, you know, that's really showing too, especially Ninja and them, you know, never expected Ninja to place as well as they did in the FNCS squads. And that team alone just kind of showed up and showed that, hey, we're still here. And, you know, it's just, I, I'm just loving the competitive scene so far in Chapter 2. They're doing a great job with it, and all the players are coming together and just making it the best it can possibly be. Well, you mentioned a few of the winners that we've had, or a few of the, 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 the people that have been at the top of the scene before. How hard is it? And, and you probably see this. You probably see the chatter, hear the chatter. You have friends. All of you have friends that play competitively as well. Like, how do they stay straight with their minds? Like, you know, Booga obviously winning a huge amount of money, but besides him, you know, you have all these other players that maybe be right there on the top. They're always on that that teetering point. 
how do what are they saying to themselves? How do they keep focus on like, hey man, I just got to keep going. I got to keep moving on. I mean, that's kind of tough, actually. Like, I'm not, I'm not that person. You know, I'm the person that's like, I, I honestly, I get very angry at the game and at myself a lot. <laughs> um, and you know, watching people just like, I mean, even Nick A30, right? Not necessarily competitive, but just has such a good mental attitude and Ninja as well. You know, they just they're constantly getting those points and they're just, you know. They just keep telling themselves, hey, you know, I'm, I'm that much closer. I'm improving this little bit at a time. And that little bit's eventually going to, you know, just take me over that line and continue to push me to that next level. What do you think, Monster? How, 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 have you seen some players deal with this, kind of go through this at all? Have you heard? Like, is this a real thing happening? I, I think, honestly, people are just chasing that, that limelight, chasing the stardom, you know? You just, you know it's so close. You know you, you're, like, right there to breaking the ceiling. All you have to do is continue to be consistent. Right. And, you know, what better ways than to do it with a new season or a new chapter, right? That, that's the revitalization. That's that's the juice right there. That's when it comes in and you feel like, you know what? Now's my time to learn the game and, and learn this map and stay ahead with everyone else. That's what drove us back in the day when we first started the comp season. It was like, we're learning this together, right? So when the yeah. map shifts and it changes that crazy or the meta shifts, you're jumping in together. As long as your feet are down at the same time, you're running with everyone else. And it's that close. Um, the thing about Fortnite is, yes, there are players that are overly consistent, but at the same time, there's always new champions coming out because you just never know whose day is, it's going to be, right? And once you're just good to a certain point, it's really, it can be anyone's day. And we see that just happen time and time again. I mean, that's why we see all these new players kind of merging and, and you know, new channels blowing up, right? What seems like overnight. Like I remember, or I've noticed recently, this kid named Nosh, didn't he was not on my radar, but he was consistent in the community. Once again, just popping off in these solo cash cups. And now suddenly he's just crushing it on Twitch, crushing it on social media because he's just got those high placements, got those moments, and now he's out there. So people see these stories happen and they see them blossom. And that's why people chase it. I mean, you can even look at Nick A30 um, for that matter too. Nick's he wants to be like in that ninja position where, yes, he's got the stardom that ninja has, but he's not recognized as the competitive star, right? He's right. recognized on a content front. Ninja's like the hybrid. Tifu is the hybrid. Nick can also get there, right? He just has to continue to be uh, practicing and playing, right? And he'll be there. Right. So there's people always chasing something, in my opinion. No, absolutely. And, and speaking of chasing something, there's going to be some people chasing one of those trophies as well at the Fortnite Summer Smash 2020 in Australia that got announced this week uh, as well. On Starting on Saturday, February 1st, uh, they're going to be My taking birthday. uh Ticketmaster Australia website. You know, tickets are going to be going on sale. So uh, through Sunday, February second, it says. So I mean, look, a lot of lot of tournaments happen in another world. You know, going to Australia, you know, traveling the world again. These type of events, do they excite you, Connor? To see like, hey, we're coming back around. That means maybe we saw some success. We're going to keep this competitive. You know, world keep going. Uh, yeah, definitely like the open style events. I love them. Like, that's how I started my career, which was at TwitchCon in 2018. That's what started it all for me. So the open events are definitely incredible because players like me, who are like literally no one, can go up, show up, show that they're really good at the video game, and they can just pop off. So the open events and seeing more events like this will definitely be an incredible thing to see. Yeah, I know. Lands are best. L lands are awesome. Uh, and if you're doing lands, probably you guys wouldn't have to work so hard, you know, on, on here, but maybe, maybe you <laughs> yeah. would, I don't know. We'll see what ends up happening. But, uh, one of the things that you can know for sure is that 
You have another 14 days of wonderful Christmas on Fortnite this year and Winterfest. Uh, it says drop into the game lobby to see a brand new snowflake tab by clicking on it. You'll take on to the Winterfest Lodge every day for 14 days. You may unwrap a present at the lodge. Inside are two outfits, two gliders, two pickaxes, two wraps, one emote, and more. All exclusive to this year's Winterfest. Uh, also, don't forget, guys, check your stockings because there's like something going on with the stockings as well. I'm not going to read all of it, but there's a ton of stuff happening here in Winterfest. Monster, as a content creator, how does this excite you? Well, just from like the outside looking in period, I see so many games drop their winter themes and all these cool stuff, and we love it, but none of it's ever free. Fortnite is literally dropping free skins, like straight up. They are dropping full-on free skins for people to grab. Um, I, I love when they do stuff like this because it's not just glider. It's not just a pickaxe. Now they're giving out like full-on sets so everyone can feel, you know, welcomed and, and kind of involved. Uh, so I think it's dope, man. Any, anything that people can kind of earn and grab that's not too hard to get because I'm not big on the challenges, um, I, I support. But hey, giving out full, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. full skins, I think it's so sick. Nikolai, you a fan? You a fan of the old Fortnite LTA or the, the, the old Winterfest? I, I'm a fan of Fortnite in general when it comes to their holiday stuff. They always do it correctly. They do a great job with it. And Winterfest is just another, you know, proof of that. Like, it looks amazing. It sounds amazing. I haven't had the chance to check it out just yet, but I've, I've, you know, Fortnite does a great job with, with that stuff. And, you know, I love it, especially what Monster said. You know, it's free for everyone. Not, mother, not many other games do that stuff, and especially at the level that Fortnite does. I just want to blow some more people up with snowballs again, like we have since the first <laughs> Christmas. That's the best part about it all. Well, well, guys, lucky, lucky for you, they changed their grenade launcher. They blow up instantly. So, yeah, that's true. So strong. That's true. Uh, well, I want to get a tip and trick before we get out here. So, let's go ahead and jump over to our tips and tricks. You asked, do we have tips? Of course. Do we have tricks? Oh, yes, we do. So, listen up. How do you keep getting better when you hit that ceiling, monster? I'm sure you felt this before. You mentioned Nick's got to keep going, keep going through. But what is it that you got to look at when you get to that point where it's like, man, I, I, I feel like I, I'm, I'm doing the most I can do right now. How do you push yourself to keep learning, keep getting better? I think the best thing you can do outside of overanalyzing your own gameplay and being hypercritical of your own mistakes and learning from those is look at those players that are winning, that are taking championships, that are being consistent. Look at those players at the top and review their gameplay and their strategies. I'm not saying steal their drop spots or anything like that. I'm saying just look at their plays that they make and put yourself into their shoes and their positions. And more importantly, check out my YouTube channel because I just re-released the new competitive series. <laughs> no, but yeah, but what I'm doing is I'm re kind of rewording and, and remastering everything that is competitive from the top to the bottom and what we know today. So episode one was rotations and you know the importance and stressing on early. We're going deep into it. Episode two we just dropped today is on contesting versus griefing and optimizing your landing spots and just showing people, hey, if you're doing this stuff, you're actually being a griefer. You don't like being it, you shouldn't be this. Or here's how to counter those kind of players. So right. I'm really diving deep on the competitive front. But this is the kind of, you know, hyper thinking and, and preparation that players need to do. It's not just, you know, play, play, play. It's you got to like watch back and learn too. Connor, what do you, what do you think is, is, is a tip you would give everybody for like maybe something you've had to go through looking at your gameplay and analyzing it so that you can, you know, keep getting better? 
Uh, definitely how I started was watching top players and streamers. Like I started off with watching Chap of Liquid Boys. And I've always been more of an IGL nature, which is in-game leader, if you don't know. Right. And that's that's mainly what my role is in any team I'm in. So same with duos and squads. I was the strat caller. And watching them, like watching Chap whenever he used to call back in the day, I learned so much on how to rotate, when to rotate, how, when you have a free rotate, or when you have to build with mats. So I've learned a lot just by watching higher tier players. And so that's more in the VOD review sense, which I also do. So after not every tournament, but if I do like poorly in scrims, or in a tournament, I go back, I analyze all my games, and I see, okay, what should I have done here? What can I be better at? What can I do to counter that in the future? So you, if you build this mental structure, you'll be a, your brain will be able to remember, like, hey, I did this last time. I can't do this again. I need to do what I said I was going to do and actually follow through with it. What about you, Nikolai? You got anything to add on to that? Yeah, so, like, Connor, I'm in that IGL, you know, role with a lot of the teams that I've been a part of, and uh, you know, another thing that I, like I love to do is just kind of keep, you know, what we did right and talk about, you know, our games and, you know, between each games after an event, depending, you know, how the queue times are, you know, talking about, hey, what did we do wrong? You know, there's obviously, you know, get that, but always ended on the pause note. But what did we do right? And then I always ask myself and my team, you know, what did we do right during this game? What can we, you know, continue to, you know, look forward to and know that we're doing correctly and let's execute our strong points there um, yeah. and then work, you know, after the fact on what we did wrong. And. Um, another thing is, you know, shout out to obviously Monster. His videos are great. Watching Monster's videos and then just watching Bala on his on his VOD reviews. I always watch Bala's VOD reviews. He, you know, having someone else there kind of explaining what's happening if you don't understand it is a great thing to have. And uh, that's pretty much what I do as well. You know, just watch Bala, watch Monster. They always have great tips. And and then obviously just VOD review and the top players. You know, yep. Yep. pretty much what everyone needs to do. No, absolutely. I think that's one of the toughest things is uh, whether, you know, whether it's, you know, Asking somebody else to take a look at, whether it's a close friend, hey man, help me out with some pointers here. Like, what are you seeing in my game? Uh, or just being open, like, you know, being part of the teams I was always part of. Uh, I think just being very open and being honest and not taking it like offensive, like, hey man, I see this, but like, take it as a learning option. Like, ask your best friend, like, hey man, where do you continually see me messing up? I guarantee you they'll tell you something. Like, that happens oh. a lot. Yeah. Like, people get, if you try to give criticism, there's certain people, they will just like, They'll get so mad and they won't talk to you for the rest of the day. Like, a lot, like there's people that overdo it, but if you're trying to give like constructive criticism, like, hey, if we do this here, we're still alive in this match. Just trying to like explain to your teammates, you need to have a good chemistry for that. You need to be able to like know, like, hey, I can tell you this, and hopefully you'll be able to learn from the future. And you should expect the same back. You shouldn't get mad either. You right. should both be giving each other criticism on how to how to fix your game and how you, how you can be better. Yep. Good old constructive criticism. Nothing's better than it. So whoever you're playing duos with, whoever you're playing with, ask them, hey, what do you think I can do better? Tr just try it. And I promise you, you'll, you'll find something out. And if you don't take it offensive and you just take it to heart and you, you listen to it, you'll get better. And, you know, say, man, you know what? I love that Fortnite podcast. These guys are pretty freaking smart. Yup. Yup. Well, guys, as always, thank you so much for listening. We hope you guys enjoyed the show. Make sure you shoot us a review on iTunes. Leave us a comment on Podbean. And send all your complaints directly to Monster, including why is there not an episode of the Fortnite Podcast directly to him at the Fortnite yep. Podcast at gmail.com. And make sure you tell us what you like and dislike about the show. Uh, Connor, thank you so much, man, for hanging out with us today. We really appreciate it. Nikolai, thanks so much. Connor, why don't you tell everybody uh, where they can find you throughout the week? Yo, thank you. It was really fun. Uh, definitely a cool experience. Uh, you can just find me on Twitter at ConnorEO underscore. Nikolai, what about you, buddy? 
uh, Nikolai FN on Twitter or, you know, at practice server at T1 scrims. Let us know. Hit us up. Ask us questions. We're always there to help the community. So thanks for having us on, guys. The man knows everything about anything associated with Discord. Just ask Nikolai. He knows it. If you want to know it, he knows it. Monster, where can they find you throughout the week, my friend? As always, guys, at MonsterDFace on any social media platform that you want to use, but preferably find my content on YouTube.com forward slash MonsterDFace because the content's up 24-7. With that, thank you guys for having us this week. It's been a fun and blast reunion with Too Loud, and I'll see you guys next week. Guys, as always, and until next time, dance out those kills and boast in those victory royales. (laughs) 